0: and anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links, or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. This is the Photo Business Help podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels, from brand new to burnt out, who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. I am jumping in here to let you know that this week's episodes are replays, replays of shows that were wildly popular in the past and have some really great information for you. Before we dive into today's episode, here are a few words from folks that support Photo Business Help. I've heard from a lot of people that the hardest part about starting an email list is understanding why and how to do it. The tech behind workflows, drip sequences and segments can feel overwhelming if you're new, but it's pretty easy once you're shown the ropes. So I am reintroducing Grow Your List this time as a self-paced course that you can go through on your own. It's only about 30 minutes total of content. It's all transcribed. There's workbooks and other PDF resources for you, as well as welcome sequence templates for you to get started. So in this course, you'll learn all about emails. You'll learn what a lead magnet does and we'll decide which kind of lead magnet is right for you. You'll create your first freebie. You'll understand what a welcome sequence is and how it's used and set up your first segment. You'll make some plans around where you're going to share this stuff to get more folks opting in, downloading your freebie and getting on your list. So if you are one of those folks that's just been putting off starting your email list, check out Grow Your List. I have a special 2022 offer. It's $22. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash list, L-I-S-T, to join the course, get started on your email list, and get organized in 2022. So for $22, go to photobizhelp.com forward slash list, get started growing your email list, creating your lead magnet setting up your welcome sequences, and growing a relationship with your audience. You're listening to the Photo Business Help Podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings. This is part three of a three-part series I am doing with Jasmine of Let's Frolic Together. We both have about 10 years shooting weddings professionally and thought it would be a fun thing to address some of the issues that new wedding photographers have, meaning you're aspiring to shoot lead on your own, you're curious about it or you just started shooting the last couple of seasons and you want to improve your process. So, thanks for being here Jasmine. This has been a lot of fun so far. If you if you haven't on, on that note, if you haven't gone back and listened to the other ones, you might want to do that before you dive into this one. Um, today, Jasmine and I are going to talk about lifesavers that we kind of can't live without when we're shooting weddings. We're not really sure where this one's going to go. We have a few ideas, but Jasmine, do you want to introduce
1: yourself, just where people can find you online and anything else you want to add? Absolutely. I mean, I don't I don't know what el- what else is left to say from previous episodes, but... I'm Canadian. I live in California and I love wedding photography and I love entrepreneurship. So thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And for anybody who wants to see my work or um, just reach out to me. I'm let's frolic together.com or at let's frolic together on Instagram or Facebook.
0: Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Let's dive into some life-saving things that we both can't live without. I I think I can speak for both of us from last episode in saying that having a clear outline of the wedding day before going into it is a must. Is that? That
1: is a must. Absolutely especially back in the days when I was a second shooter and my sometimes I would work with people who weren't super duper organized as a lead and I wouldn't be given any information at all. I just went into it blind. I mean, you can do it and make it work, but my goodness, how much more helpful it would have been if I had more information. For me, how I approach wedding days is not only do I want to be armed with all the details and info that I can get my hands on myself, but I like to ensure that my second shooters are armed with that as well. So having good communication with my seconds is kind of a baseline for me of me getting valuable information and me passing that along to my teammate who I totally rely on. I um, I send my seconds a cheat sheet for every wedding uh, about a week before the wedding. On the cheat sheet, it's the basics. Addresses, the names of people, a link to photos of those people. My goodness, that one's a valuable one. Back in the days when I was seconding, I often showed up and said, well, who's the groom? Like, <laughs> Who am I looking for? And it's such an awkward and felt mildly unprofessional to do. So it's little details like that, that I include as just a basic email with that basic resources of information. So I link to their session, arrival times, start times, where we should meet, etc. And then of course, I link to the worksheet that I've had clients fill out. And I link to Um, timelines, and so on. So that as my seconds prefer, they can be as informed or uninformed as they want to be, but at least they have the information there and we can get on the same page. Um, We always arrive a little bit in advance of our official start time so that we can just like go over our plan for the day together. We can scout some, you know, first look locations and we can hand off cards for them to shoot on and we can sync. Although, these days, I actually send my in my link when I reach out to my seconds. I remind them to sync to time.gov. That way, we're just both synced, arriving with our camera synced, and it's one less thing we have to do on the day.
0: I love that you brought up the syncing because that's a huge one. If you're getting if you're getting a card from your second, or you are the second, and your camera is set to like a whole different hour or time zone, it can be so difficult when you aren't able to edit all the files in chronological order. So thank you for bringing that one up. That is definitely a lifesaver.
1: Lifesaver. It is transformational. I mean, I will say this in a worst case scenario, you can use tools like Photo Mechanic or Lightroom to reset the time stamps of your photos, but it's inconvenient. And then you have to try to match the right photos up and so on. It's so much easier if you just are both synced from the start especially if you sync to time.gov so you can sync in advance. You don't have to be side-by-side holding your cameras, trying to match your times.
0: Totally. So we've got like over-communication and preparation, just being very clear, uh, syncing cameras. I'd like to, I'm curious, you know, weddings are long and most of the time you're on your feet eight or nine hours. I have like weird gluten-free, I don't know, diet stuff. So I am a huge... Oh, you know I do too, girl. (laughs) Oh yeah. So I'm a huge fan of like snack prep. What what kinds of things do you do to, to, to make sure that you're not dying for nine hours?
1: Well, I'm a granola bar girl for sure. But because I do have these um, weird food digestion related issues, I actually have some like timing things about when I eat. I eat very early in the morning before a wedding. I don't like to eat right before a wedding. Because if my digestion gets weird, which I've had happen in the past, it can be complicated when you're actually in the middle of a wedding. So I eat really early to ensure that I'm undigested already by the time that um, it's wedding go time. And then I bring snacks that are, you know, obviously safe snacks that are gluten free and that are simple. Um, and for me, granola bars just pack the most punch in terms of filling you up if you're hungry and being easy to pack and so on. Um, I think it's actually, on on my end, it's more important that I'm hydrating right. So I always bring both water and um, electrolyte something. So like Gatorade or smart water or something so that I am well hydrated. And then I actually tell my second shooters to remind me to drink it because I Absolutely, I'm guilty of forgetting.
0: So, that's such a good point. I love uh, making sure to have enough water. I mean, you're running around, and if it's a hot summer day and you're out in California, I mean, you really need to stay hydrated and pay attention to that. I love um, shakes, like meal shakes or whatever. That's really, really easy, good nutrition, stuff like that. But just remembering to be prepared in case um, you're at a wedding where you're either unable to eat the meal that they provide or the the day gets crazy and you get hungry you just want to have your energy so that's that's a good one what's another um topic that you maybe jotted down there jasmine about lifesavers or must do's or
1: so uh, lifesavers are pretty broad because there are like gear related lifesavers there are things that save the day let's do a gear related a gear related lifesaver that might be underwhelming is for me, my uh, 16-bay battery charger. When I am prepping for a wedding, after a wedding, it's really nice to be able to charge all my batteries at once. Especially, I know we talked about gear in the first episode and flashes. They take a lot of batteries. And so as you you dig deep into flashes, you're going to want to be able to charge those batteries up in a big way. And I have generally four flashes come to every wedding with me. So that's a lot of... Flash batteries to charge as well as um, remote triggers to charge. So my 16-bay charger can do them all at once. That's a big lifesaver for me. So if you are somebody who has a lot of batteries and you've been charging them in batches in your small charger, it's time to upgrade for sure.
0: That's a really, really good one for sure. Batteries can be a g- big one, and if you're not, you know, using a lot of flash, that's just another thing to add to your lifesaver list. Always have batteries handy. Um, I always have a extra package of them in my bag.
1: Yeah, like have a lot of spares, not just like a small spare set, because you just never know. As somebody who's really pretty handy with flash, every so often I can't figure out what's going wrong. I have charged batteries in there, and still it's not working. So I have backup batteries for my backup batteries. I'm just, just in case you never know. Yeah. It's, it's important to be able to adapt and have extras at the ready. Um, so that's just generally a good lifesaver resource. But I think some of the lifesavers that are the most valuable aren't necessarily my lifesavers. They're actually my client's lifesavers. So there's a lot of stuff that I carry in my bag. That's so that I can come to the rescue if something happens with my clients or their outfits or who knows what. So some of that um, that I have used repeatedly or that has been very useful to me would be I always bring a hanger with me. I think few photographers do this because pretty much everyone comments on it when I I do it, and they're like, wait, what? What? I bring a hanger and that way I don't have to rely on the idea that my client will have invested in a nice hanger to hang her dress. I have seen a lot of like those, you know, those horrible um, paper and wire hangers from the dry cleaners. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day when I didn't bring a hanger, I would have to sometimes photograph a dress on one of those because that was all that was available. Um, Some hotels, they have hangers that don't come off of the um, bar in the closet you can't remove those hangers you can't use them and then you're stuck with this ugly hanger to hang a dress so to me I always bring a at least one hanger maybe even two um because I I like to hang a suit I like to hang whatever there is to hang
0: I love that I really would ever thought to do that and I think that's I how- tell
1: you what it is so useful it's probably the most useful non-gear thing in my bag um another thing that's super valuable is fashion tape Usually, I think that brides and bridesmaids tend to have fashion tape handy, but sometimes they don't or they can't find it or they've run out. And me having fashion tape handy for when something's showing and you don't want it showing or that and not only that, but fashion tape essentially is just double sided tape that's people are going to put on their bodies. But that's useful for me, too. In other ways, I have secured flimsy bridesmaids dresses to hangers with fashion tape. It's invisible. You know, it's simple. So that's it. I think fashion tape is a really useful little tool. I also carry a sewing kit, just in case, lint rollers, uh, gaffer tape, which is really strong, straight pins and bobby pins. Straight pins are so helpful when you have boutonnieres that don't have enough pins. Bobby pins, my goodness. So often people are like, where did the bobby pins go? I can't find anything. This is a chaotic hotel room. Making sure you have those handy things can really help your clients out. No, client
0: lifesavers. I like that. Client lifesavers. Yeah.
1: Do you have, so we're going to
0: have to wrap up here really in a couple of minutes, but I'm wondering do you have any others that are like for you as a photographer, total lifesaver that you cannot live without on wedding
1: day? Things that I can't live without on the wedding day. Can I say workflows? Is workflows an okay answer for that?
0: There's no wrong answer. And I think that's a
1: great, I'd love to hear more about that before we, before we head out here, because that's a good one. I know it's not like a gear related thing. And so that might not sound as sexy <laughs> to a photographer who's looking for some physical object they could put in their bag. But workflows are the thing that help keep me sane so that wedding days are streamlined and simple and, and that I know I'm all on top of all my stuff. And my workflows are applied to every wedding. And so those are the things that help me ensure I haven't missed one step in the lead up to the shooting of or the aftermath of a wedding day. Because I have a CRM, we talked about CRMs um, previously as really great resources to like manage your business. Within my CRM, I have a workflow that I apply to every wedding and that becomes a checklist that you can go through and make sure you're accomplishing tasks, you know, Within a CRM, it applies dates and deadlines to those things so that you can be on top of those things when you need them. For me, it's so easy to leave something out if you don't have this like orderly organized system. And workflows help me ensure that I've never missed a step that every client is getting their welcome packet, that every client's session has been scheduled, that not only did I back the images up to my computer, but I backed it up to my server and my offsite storage. It's every item that you do for an event, even the things that you kind of think as take for granted minor things, those should go into workflows and ensure that you're not missing a step. And that way... You're a little bit more on top of everything and you it's one less thing that you need to have taking up brain space.
0: I love that. And I love just the idea of a checklist in general. So if you're new to photography, whether you're talking about snacks or the shoes you're going to wear or the gear you're going to bring or the process that you need in order to continue clear communication with your client, I think maybe sort of an overarching theme here that I didn't intend, but that just came up is, is just checklists. So start writing down the things that you're doing. Pay attention to what your lead photographer is doing if you're just seconding and and come up with, um, you know, a way to keep track of stuff that doesn't you know, overuse your brain too much because the day is already busy enough as it is, and I think that that's a really great place to sort of leave this topic is just you know write it down, keep track of it, and um your process will surely like emerge the more and more you do it, and we all kind of have our own ways of doing of doing these weddings so thank you, Jasmine. This was really fun we did um if you're tuning in and you didn't listen to our other episodes, we're doing this as a series for beginner wedding photographers. You can head on back to a few episodes before this and check out my other interviews with Jasmine. Jasmine, thank you so much. Where can people find you?
1: It has been such a pleasure to be here with you chatting about this thing that we love and this career that we've made. So if anybody has any further questions for me or just wants to check out what I do, I'm at let's frolic together.com or at let's frolic together on Instagram and Facebook.
0: Awesome. Thank you again. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this three-part series with Jasmine for beginning wedding photographers. I will be back with 10-ish minute episodes twice a week, every Tuesday and Thursday here on the Photo Business Help podcast. Thank you for listening again. This was a replay. Head over to photobizhelp.com for links to all the stuff, or you can go to Instagram at photobizhelp and check out the link in the bio. I'll be back soon. A quick reminder, if you are still interested in growing your email list or starting one, head to photobizhelp.com forward slash list. Join the Grow Your List mini course for $22 in 2022 and get organized. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash list. I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key.